Most of us do not have an infinite amount of time or money left that we can just give it away to any, you know, bozo who's asking us for that. But we tend to give in and give it to people who basically are saying to us, Hey, loser. Oh, geez. Hi. Hi. We're all going up for drinks after work. You're totally coming. Put on your Sunday panties. I can't. Why? What are you doing? My mom is in town. Bring her. I can't. Why not? She's sick. She's a little sick. Oh, you're in luck. I'm a nurse. Well, in addition, she she broke her hip. <laughs> Today's your lucky day. I have a wheelchair in the car. We're poor. I'll buy. Of course you will. All right. <gasps> well. I'll see you at seven. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> this will be, be fun. fun. What is with that? I'm communication skills expert Dan O'Connor, and I specialize in what's called tactical communication, which means in this channel, you're going to get the words or the nonverbal strategies that will help you increase the odds that you will most effectively and most easily achieve your communication goal, whatever that goal may be. And I come out with new lessons like this at least once a week. So make sure to subscribe to this channel for more things like this and hit the notification bell. Don't just subscribe, but hit the bell so that you're the first to know how to do things like stand up to office bullies, say no, and so many more dealing with difficult people skills, both at work and at home, that can rid you of your energy vampires once and for all. All right? All right. This is a whopper of a lesson. I'm going to give you today three duct tape power phrases. I'm also giving you three different strategies for saying no. Two-step, three-step, and a four-step, depending on the situation. So make sure to have your danger phrase list and power phrase list out, along with your worksheet that both of those come with this lesson. You know what? I'm feeling a little frisky today. So instead of giving you the three power phrases that I had intended, I'm going to give you all five of my top secret ultra power power phrases. You ready? Power phrase number one, under normal circumstances. Power phrase number two, because. Power phrase number three, I simply can't. Power phrase number four, I have another commitment. Power phrase number five, that is not in my budget. What I'm going to start off doing is talking about who you're delivering the no to, because we all know there are different no's for different people. I like to think of it this way. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you contribute to my personal, professional, spiritual, or whatever development? Because, you know, if you're just some coworker who not only does not really contribute to my professional development, but tends to sabotage it whenever you can, I'm not going to try to remember all of my words for the four-step saying no process that I use when I'm delivering it to, let's say, a customer who I really want to feel as good as possible about this no. Again, we have finite resources. Brain cells are some of those resources. And I don't want to spend more brain cells than I need to trying to think of, how am I going to say no to you? Why would I worry about that? You're a two. Two, you're going to get the I simply can't. The I simply can't goes like this. When somebody asks you for money or time, just tell them, I can't. By the way, do me a favor. Jot down one word that describes what it is that people are asking you for the most. What is it that you struggle saying no to? Is it when people ask you for your time, your money, food, your clothes? <laughs> what is it? Your children? What is it that people are asking you for that you have to say no to? Jot that in the description right now. You don't even need to stop the video. Just jot that in because I need to know what is it that people are being asked for so that I can specifically address it in upcoming lessons, okay? 
Now, when the average person asks you for something and you say, oh, I can't, I can't do that. I can't give you that. What is the number one response that you get? Why? Why not? Why not? Why not? How come? In response to that, simply say, because I simply can't. And watch. Most people, when you do that, will be like, oh, okay, I understand. And leave you alone like you just gave them a reason. There's a reason why they do that. Studies show that when you use the word because, it makes whatever explanation, theory, or excuse that you give seem more logical. People buy it more when you use the word because. It tends to connect two things much more than if you do not have the word because. In fact, the studies that showed how this worked, what they did, they sent somebody to go budge in a line of people buying movie tickets. So the person would go like a hundred times and go to the front of the line and say to the people who had been waiting in line for a long time, things such as, Hey, would you mind if I got in front of you? My girlfriend's waiting in the car. And most people would be like, Yeah, I'd mind. And they'd be like, Okay. Then they had the people use the word because. So they would say, Hey, do you mind if I get in front of you because my girlfriend's waiting in the car? People were twice as likely to say, okay, okay, go ahead. You know, that makes sense. I've been there. I've done that. I've had people waiting in the car and then when you get back into the car, they're all mad. So I'm going to cut you a break and you can get in front of me. All because they used the word because. So don't underestimate that word and throw it in if people ask you, why not? Because I simply can't. And do not forget the broken record. The broken record is one of my favorite strategies because... It makes our life so easy and shows a very clear message that we will not back down. You know, if you have kids, when you start explaining yourself or when you start shifting your story, kids know they've got you on the run. You know, so if you tell them things like, Eamon, no, you can't go to that party tonight. It's quarantine. All my friends are gone. Well, that may be, but your friend's parents are kind of dumb and... We're not, so you can't go. Yeah, Gina's mom is a doctor. What do you think about that, dum-dum? Well, you know, she's just a homeopathic doctor. I wouldn't say that that's, you know, like a MD. Oh, yeah? Do you know how long you have to study to be a homeopathic doctor? And she, by the way, is a homeopathic doctor and an MD. You know, things just start to go on and on, and you're like, oh, God. Because kids know, if I can get you to change your words, change your story... I've got you on the run. And they're going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing it until what do we do? We start saying, you know, Eamon, that may be, but the answer is no. Well, all my friends are going. That may be, but the answer is no. Well, I'd be home early. Well, that may be, but the answer is no. That may be, but the answer is no. You know, people might eventually do that to you. That's okay. Because the answer that they're mocking or mimicking is no. And you want people to know your no means no. The clearest way to send that message and the easiest way, the one that uses the least amount of brain cells, is to simply say no, couple it with the broken record. Now let's watch that same scenario. Had That person simply had the I can't, I simply can't, coupled with the broken record. You deserve, we're all going on the drinks after work, put on your Sunday panties, you're totally coming. Oh, tonight I can't. Why, why not? Because I can't. Well, why not? I simply cannot. What are you doing? Why not? I can't. Why? I can't. Why not? Because Why? I can't. Why? I can't. Why not? Because Why? I can't. Why not? I can't. I cannot. I Fine. can't. <laughs> Have fun. This will be fun. So there you go. Is that simple or what? Now, this three-step process, I like to use 
when you're more than a two, but hey, you're Dan, not this really is me, like buddy. Don't ten. mind me. I'm just going to take and a nap here. You're somebody that I do not want to hear me say no to. You know, for example, let's say that I have a customer and under normal circumstances, we do not want to say no to customers, right? We want them to at least hear, <laughs> but he's, but he's trying to rescue me uh, from the fly. Uh, our customers normally don't want to hear a no from us. You know what I mean? We want to at least make it sound like a yes. Theoretically, they want to hear number one. Oh, you know what? I am a team player and I am on your team. And normally I'm here to help you. And I'm somebody who is a helper and I'm here to serve you. That's what they want to hear first. They also want to hear, however, these are the challenges that I'm facing right now. I'm going to give you a reason because that helps soften the blow. I'm not even going to give you the blow, but I am going to give you an alternative suggestion. Something that I, instead of saying no to, say yes to. So while I don't say no, I am going to say yes. You know, all of those theories sound great, but they're hard to remember on the fly. They're easy if you have the right lead-in lines. So I'm going to give you three lead-in lines. I mean, come on already. You already have five power phrases. Now you're getting three lead-in lines. Remember, the lead-in lines help you start sentences because it's so much easier to finish a sentence when you have the beginning of it. So the three lead-in lines that you can use to say no are, are you ready? I would love to be helpful. However, I'm afraid. So I'm wondering... Say that again. I would love to be helpful. However, I'm afraid. So, I'm wondering. Say it again. I'd love to be helpful. However, I'm afraid. So, I'm wondering. In your flashcards, take out the flashcard that says, I'd love to be helpful. However, I'm afraid. So, I'm wondering. That flashcard I recommend, if you're in the business of customer service and you have to say no sometimes, but you struggle with it, or if you have been told, you know, your emails can come off a little bit harsh. When you say no to people in an email, try this freestyle script. It makes saying no so lovely, even in an email. You can wrap just about anything into, I'd love to be helpful, however I'm afraid, so I'm wondering. You know, let's say that, for example, a customer calls me up or writes me and says, hey, you know, I just saw that I was charged $15 for an overdraft fee this month. I was wondering if I could get that waived. COVID. COVID. You know, I would love to be helpful. However, I'm afraid that I've already waived two fees for you this month. And while I would like to, unfortunately, to keep our fees low for not just you, but for all of our customers, I can only waive them twice a month. However, I'm wondering, have you looked into overdraft protection? All you have to do is connect your savings account. And I see that you have one. The next time there was some oversight in your checkbook, no one would even be the wiser. And by Friday, when you go to balance your checkbook, you just put the money back into your savings where it was taken and problem solved. No one even had to know about it. So what do you say? Should I sign you up for that? Or for example, let's say that your boss asks you to stay after work. Okay. My boss is a little bit more than a two. Let's just say it's a supervisor. Okay. You're just a supervisor. So get over it. It's not like your grand poobah. Hey, Dan, we're all taking up a collection for some useless cause that really isn't going to get any better. And everybody's pitching in 20 bucks. It's not obligatory, but if you don't, we're all going to shame you from now on. So what do you say? 20 bucks? You know, I would love to be helpful. However, unfortunately, I just don't have that in my budget this month. But I'm wondering, is there anything else that I could do maybe to help out? Something administrative? No, pretty much just the cash. So maybe 10 bucks? Again, I would love to help, but unfortunately, that's just not in my budget this month. However, I could help out doing something maybe administrative. How much money do you have on you? Again, I would love to help, but unfortunately, that is just not in my budget this month. But again, I'd be happy to help out and do something else, maybe administrative. 
And now let's go for the grand poobah of saying no. By the way, that script is an excellent, excellent freestyle script for saying no in an email. You know, if you have been told you need to soften up your emails, you can come off a little bit harsh there, Noe Norrison. When you use a script like that, it helps you say it clearly, but softly. You know what I mean? Like, let's say that someone were to ask you, Hey, Trixie, I'm sending you this receipt for my expenses last week. I know it's Monday, but I was hoping that I could still get it in my next week's paycheck reimbursement. Is that possible? Now, let's say that you can't do that. If you were to write something like, Hey, John, no, I can't. You know, all of that has to be in by Friday. And if it's not, there's really nothing that I can do but tell you that you're going to have to wait till the next week's reimbursement. Let's say that that was the message you sent. Nice enough, you were trying to do your best, and you were just telling them, ugh, there's nothing I can do. But what they heard was, Hey John, no, there's nothing I can do. You know that those are due by Friday, or you're going to have to wait until next week's paycheck. <laughs> Shuh. Remember, when you write something in an email, the reader is the one who injects the tone. So if they've already labeled you as a troublemaker, they're going to open it up and be like, and you're doomed. When you instead use a script like the one we just covered and say something like, you know, John, I would love to help you out. However, I'm afraid that the cutoff time was last Friday. Unfortunately, I can't do anything about that. However, I'm wondering, would you like me to send you a reminder email every Friday to send in all of your receipts? I'd be happy to schedule that. And that should help you get all of your reimbursements as quickly as possible. Would you like that? Simple. By the way, I threw in a, would you like that? That's covered in a different lesson. <laughs> and the last but not least, the four step saying no, the four S's. Have you ever noticed how some people, when they say no, it is so smooth. I mean, if you go to the four seasons, for example, and you went up to the concierge and you were to say, Pardon me, do you have any gray poupon? If you are my age, you know what I mean. If you don't, you're like, what the, why would I do that? Well, just trust me. If the concierge was going to decline your request for some gray poupon, he would never just say, but of course not. Instead, they would use this four-step process. They're all trained on it. Now you can be as smooth and have as much savoir-faire as a Four Seasons Concierge, and that's a lot of savoir-faire, I'm telling you. Four S's. Remember these. You ready? Sympathize. Say no. Say why. Suggest alternatives. Sympathize. Say no. Say why. Suggest alternatives. Sympathize. Say no. Say why. Suggest alternatives. Those four S's cover all of the points that you need to hit when you say no. Now, let's say that it's my boss, and he were to say again, Hey, Dan, I was hoping you could really do me a solid... The Jones are coming in early tomorrow, and we were supposed to have their presentation ready. And remember that boring PowerPoint that we were going to cook up so that everybody would fall asleep in the middle of our presentation? I forgot to do that, so I was hoping that you could stay after work for a couple of hours and get that done. So what do you say? Solid? Oh, Mr. Poobah. I understand what a bind you must be in. However, unfortunately, I have to say no because tonight I have another commitment. And I know you wouldn't want me to break that any more than you'd want me to break a commitment with you. So I'm wondering... Could I maybe come in early in the morning and help you out? No, no, I need that done tonight or I won't be able to sleep. I can understand what a pickle you must be in. And, and you know that under normal circumstances, I would help you. However, tonight, unfortunately, I have to say no because, again, I have another commitment. 
and you wouldn't want me to break that commitment any more than I would break one with you. But I could come in in the morning and help you out. Dan, I was really hoping you could help me out. Well, I understand that. And you know that under normal circumstances, I would. All right, under normal circumstances, I would. I get it. Good job. Thank you. Did you like that? If you did, make sure to like this video, comment on it. Even if you didn't like it, comment and tell me why. And share this video on Facebook and Twitter and wherever else people go to get information like this. Okay, people need to learn how to say no. Share this. Remember, when you say no and you teach other people, my no means no, there is beauty in that. Because what you're telling them is, when I say yes to you, I say yes with a happy heart. And when I say no to you, there's no problem. I'm just going to say no and stick to my guns because I don't say no for you. I say no for me. And when you use the phrase under normal circumstances, that's a big deal. Because most people, when they hear that, will not argue as much as they would if you did not say that. Because they hear that and they think, oh, these must be extraordinary circumstances. Yeah. You'd never need to explain what your commitment is. My dad and I used to have. <laughs> I had a job working at Wells Fargo Retirement Plan Services in Roseville, Minnesota. And I remember when I got the job, one of the stipulations of accepting the job was, I said, the only thing I have to tell you up front is, I can never work on Tuesday nights. I have a commitment every Tuesday night, and unfortunately, I'll never be able to be here. Will that be a problem? And they're like, oh, no, not at all. Mm -mm, Tuesday night, we'll mark it down. Got it out of the way. Until Heather McBain. Thank you, Heather. Heather McBain one of my best friends there. And after about a year and a half of no problems, you know, nobody hated me. Nobody thought I was stuck up. Nobody thought I thought I was better than everybody else. I confided in her that Tuesday night was Buffy the Vampire Slayer night. And that's why I could never take any of their shifts or would never help out or would never go. It was important. And I remember she was like, what? And I said, yeah, that's my commitment. And told everybody there that that was my commitment. I still did not have to cover anybody on Tuesday night because that commitment was important to me. And now looking back on it, I'm so glad that I did that because I remember every one of those Tuesday nights with my dad. Loved it. Wouldn't trade it for any job. I have no idea what I would have done on a Tuesday night at Wells Fargo Retirement Plan Services. But I'm glad I never found out. Because that commitment that I had with my father was paramount. And... Whatever commitment that you have with yourself or whatever plans you have, you might have plans to sit on the couch, stuff potato chips in your mouth and watch the Golden Girls rerun festival like Andrew does every Friday and Saturday night. That's okay. Well, it's not really that okay for Andrew, but it's okay if that's what you're going to do. Keep that commitment with yourself because you really can't say no with confidence, tact and finesse to anyone until you start saying yes to yourself. That is a key. So remember, look at your calendar and ask yourself, how many things do I have scheduled for me? How important am I to me? Because we send ourselves messages all the time. What kind of message are you sending yourself? If you have trouble being assertive, if you have trouble with self-esteem, saying yes to yourself is a big deal. We receive messages from other people all the time that get built into our blueprint, our track, our speech patterns in our brain. It becomes who we are, the messages that we constantly receive from other people. It's very difficult to fight that. It's also very difficult to fight the message that you send yourself over and over and over again. And if you're sending yourself a message that your needs take a back seat, not only is that a slippery slope for you, 
But that's what you're teaching other people to do. How about instead doing the mindful thing, doing the loving thing, and teaching other people that your needs and their needs are just as valid and valuable and worthy as everyone else's needs. So they're allowed to say no just like you are. When you allow yourself to say no, you allow other people to say no. Then you know when they say yes and when you say yes, you mean it and you do it with a happy heart. That is about as loving as it gets. So remember that this message along with every other message, I hope you're delivering in a certain way. And I know that I have a lot of people from all over the world listening to this message right now. Wherever you are, I know that it might be a little bit crazy right now. It might be a little bit different from how it was six months ago. Wherever you are, it is my hope for you that you have managed to land wherever you are with people that you love. I hope that you're surrounded with people that you love and people who love you right back because you deserve that. And they deserve the best of you. They deserve loving words from you. So remember, no matter what you say, no matter what you say, if you get no other message but this one from my lessons, no matter what you say, say it in a loving way. You'll be glad that you did, and they deserve that, and so do you. And if you need any help, that's what I'm here for. And if you have any questions or any comments, jot them down in the comment section below. And if you have a specific question, I'll try to answer it in a video just like this. And remember, if you have not yet done so, subscribe to this channel and stop by the link below to get your free materials that go along with this. And doing that, you'll be able to elevate the global dialogue one conversation at a time. You can do that and I can help. If you need any, I'm here. For everybody here at Dan O'Connor Training, this is Dan O'Connor signing off. I'd love to row this boat with you, but unfortunately, you know, I, I, I'm not able to row. You know what? It'd be fun. We were all thinking about having a dance this Friday, an under the sea dance, and we're going to do it in the past and in the future. You know, are you a Mexican or an American? What? I'm Mexican. What? I was really counting on you to have that American attitude, not the Mexican attitude. You're using racism now on me? What? I was hoping that you could use your American attitude, not your American. I'm Mexican. You're in luck. I'm totally a nurse. Woo! Jesus. Team Enema Toonies after work. Don't say you're not coming, you loser. You're totally coming. Yeah, okay. I'll see you there. Ha, huh? this is going to be fun. <laughs> so there you go. So there you go. Is that simple or what?